0: So if I could just magically snap my fingers and give you and every other player in Deep Game one ability, this might be it. (laughs) This might be it. What we're about to talk about in this talk, uh, this is one of those foundational principles that... Um, It's nuanced and it's subtle but it is absolutely foundational to your success not only as a basketball player but as a human being in the world and when people talk about the difference the real difference between good and great when uh, people speak about greatness in any capacity whether it's in basketball or otherwise this is that fundamental quality that creates greatness and what I'll say right off the bat is that if you don't have this no amount of hard work whatsoever there is no amount of work that you could do to overcome it okay to overcome not having this it is that important okay now this is going to be a subtle distinction that we're making in this talk here so it's going to require some active creative intelligence on your part engagement with the talk and, and thinking through these things actually making an effort to experience them but if you get this, I, I promise you, this is one of those things that can uh, it can actually change your life. Really, it can really change your life. So, I will start off with a story uh, to illustrate what I'm uh, the principle that I want to get across here. And this story comes from back when I was running EGT Elite Guard Training. We used to have a camp every summer called EGT Live. And we would invite uh, 30 to 35 players and uh, all of our coaches would come and we'd have a week of like really, really intense basketball training where I would every night gather in the library with all the players and give talks like these ones. And the format that these talks took, I I was speaking about uh, different deep game principles. We called it EGTX back then. But the format that these talks took is that I would have a PowerPoint up on the screen behind me and I would click through it and I would use it sort of as a guide. There would be like images and text on the on the PowerPoint screen. But for the most part, I would just talk off the cuff like this and use the PowerPoint as a guide. Now, because of this, I always knew, <laughs> I always knew which players in the room were understanding what I was saying and actually absorbing it. And which ones weren't and every year it, it was kind of uh, almost scary really how few players actually understood the things that I was saying and the way that I could tell is that every single time I clicked through the PowerPoint and brought up a new slide almost every head in the room would immediately drop right down into their notebook and begin copying word-for-word word exactly what was up on the PowerPoint almost every head in the room There was always one or two players though, (laughs) one or two players. I think one year there was like three who didn't immediately drop their head. It didn't mean they weren't taking notes. They were taking notes when they felt it was necessary. But for the most part, those one, two, three players would be staring right at me actively absorbed in what I was saying rather than just going unconscious and mindlessly scribbling down exactly what was up on the screen. Now, I always knew (laughs) that those players who were looking right at me absorbed in the lesson were the ones who actually got it and that most of the room was simply going unconscious and this is no fault of the players this is just the way that we've been taught to learn in society it's the way that we've been uh that our school system has been set up for the most part. It's, it's like rote memorization where you've, we've all had the experience, right? Where you're studying for a test and you're taking in all of this information and then it seems like as soon as you drop your pen and the test is over and you submit that test, you forget everything. <laughs> and Like that is kind of the way that the school system is set up that's a big big problem if you're and believe it or not that's a big problem if you're looking to be great in basketball if you're looking to be great in the world as a whole that is a huge problem and the distinction that i'm making here is one between what i what i call passive mind versus active mind okay this is the critical point passive mind versus active mind the players who are in the room who immediately dropped their head and started taking notes as soon as they saw another slide up on the screen. They were passively taking in the information that I was giving to them without putting it through a filter a filter and a creative, intelligent process of their own. They weren't actively, their intelligence wasn't engaged in the material. They were simply passively taking it in, putting it into a notebook, and then most often probably forgetting about it entirely and never reading the notebook again rather than once again on the on the flip side having an active mind active meaning their mind is alive during the process of taking that information in this is what i saw in the one two three players whose head would remain up and they'd be looking right at me engaged in what i was saying taking the information in So this active versus passive mind, this is a a really important distinction and we're going to get into how this applies to basketball and how this applies beyond basketball even and how critical it actually is and I promise you this is so much more important than you think it is. So we're going to get into that now and I'm going to start off by defining what each of these things are. So a really simple definition is that a passive mind is a mind that relies on the thinking of others okay a passive mind is a mind that relies on the thinking of others meaning when those players were in the room and they were scribbling down every single thing that i was saying or every single thing that they saw up on the powerpoint without really absorbing the information that i was saying they were passively relying on my thought relying on the thoughts that i was um that i was teaching passively just taking those in it's sort of like taking um somebody's information and just pouring it into your mind without any filter of your own that's going to be useless information obviously that's going to be unusable it's not going to be you're not going to learn that deeply you're not going to understand it well enough to actually use it it's just pour the accumulation of of raw information okay it's empty calories you know like literally eating junk food Regardless of whether that food is nutritious or not, it's like just pouring it into your digestive system without actually assimilating the nutrients. So on the flip side to that, an active mind is simply a mind that thinks for itself. When those three players uh, were staring straight at me and taking in the information, they were actively thinking for themselves. It didn't mean that they were... um, It doesn't mean that they were teaching themselves the information, they were still learning from what was up there, but they were actively engaged in the learning process. They were thinking, um, in what way is that true? Is that true or not? How does it fit into my model of reality? How How might it fit in with a situation that I was experiencing on the court earlier today? How might I practice that later on? Their mind is actively engaged creatively in that process of learning and so once again a passive mind is a mind that relies on the thinking of others where an active mind is a mind that thinks for itself so just to drive this home a little bit more with a few analogies okay this might be the difference between the big brother and the little brother right we have seen like uh, if you have a brother you know the the big brother is often the one who's like leading the adventures and, and getting into trouble and mischief and and like going on all of these interesting experiences where the little brother is just blindly following him because it's his big brother and he trusts him and he admires him and so on. The big brother has this active, living, creative intelligence, and and this is a generalization. There might be a little brother who's active and a big brother who's passive, but just for the sake of the example, and in this one, the big brother is actively like thinking through, okay, what do I wanna do? And what adventure do I wanna go on? The little brother is just passively following. Okay, this might be the difference between the scientist in a lab at a university who's breaking new ground, who's testing experiments and hypo- making new hypotheses that haven't been tested before and then literally uh, innovating in the field of science that they're practicing versus the student who's in the classroom learning about what that scientist had uh, been studying and just memorizing for the test so that sh- they, that student could answer, then, um, you know, what that scientist contributed to science, right? So it's the difference between a scientist in a lab and a student who's memorizing their work. This might also be the difference between a wage earner and an entrepreneur, right? A wage earner who goes to work for somebody else, not that there's anything wrong with that, but uh, the wage earner is basically serving somebody else's line of thought they're there to execute on the thinking of somebody else whereas the entrepreneur is the one with the grand vision that their active mind has come up with the wage earner is more passively taking a more passive role and it's possible that a wage earner can be actively engaged in that role too but again just an example the wage earner is passively following the vision of the entrepreneur who hired them this uh, might even be taking it a step further this might be the the difference between an entrepreneur and a true innovator okay there are a lot of a lot of entrepreneurs out there who are copying other business models other people's ideas repackaging them and sort of carbon copying them for themselves just for the sake of making money they're not actually contributing anything new to humanity they're not breaking any new ground they're just copying somebody else's model they may have a little bit of vision to strike out on their own and build a business but that business is just a copy of a copy (laughs) it's a copy of somebody else's versus the innovator who actually breaks new ground this you know the Elon Musk's and the Steve Jobs's of the world who actually create something brand new out of thin air using their mind their active mind right so this is that active mind versus passive mind I'm gonna uh, bring in one basketball metaphor here And uh, this is not a perfect metaphor by any means, but uh, it'll serve our purposes. You might look at Steph Curry versus Ray Allen. Ray Allen was an incredible shooter, one of the greatest shooters of all time. And in a a spot-up shooting contest, if they were just standing around the three-point arc in practice, no defenders, I would guess that they would be pretty much equal. I would guess okay i haven't seen them match up against each other i don't know if they ever have but they are probably going to shoot both of them about 90 95 percent i'm guessing they would miss very few shots to the point where they would be almost equal and yet ray allen is about as perfect of an idea of like a spot up uh of, of a sniper right like a, a a shooter that you want to have on your team a player who hits open shots who comes off screens and hits open shots um who fills that role of being the shooter he's like as good of an example of that as you could possibly get Steph Curry is an entirely new thing right like he's he doesn't fit the role of being a shooter because we've never seen another shooter like him the shots that he takes and the way in which he takes those shots uh the the like spontaneous creativity of his game has never been seen before. And so it has completely revolutionized the basketball world. I'm not saying that Ray Allen has a passive mind and Steph has an active mind, but this is an example of how those things play out, right? Ray Allen was like a perfect mold of what you want a shooter to be on your team. Steph Curry was some brand new thing entirely. That is the active mind at work. And if Steph didn't have this active mind that was able to creatively see the vision of what basketball could be and the way that he could play it, you know, he would never be Steph Curry. He would have never become the player that we all know. Okay, so this is the difference. The passive following somebody else's line of thought, following uh, and relying on the thinking of others, Versus a mind that thinks for itself and strikes out on its own and breaks new ground. Another way of looking at this, you could, uh, I've written down a series of questions. Um, This is just uh, another way of driving this point home. So the, the passive mind might think, did I do it right? Did I do it right? Did I do it the way that it was instructed to be done? The active mind might ask, did it work? Did it work? okay literally the bottom line did it work doesn't matter how it was done did it actually produce the result that we were looking for three points is three points right Steph if he does that shooting from 38 feet you know just because nobody else had ever done that before doesn't mean he can't do it it's did it work yeah (laughs) yeah it worked for Steph has worked and continues working uh the passive mind might ask what should I do what should I do? Whereas the active mind asks, why should I do it? Why should I do it? It's a critical thinking mechanism. It is filtering out the information that's coming from a teacher, from uh, somebody else's line of thinking and thinking, why? Critically thinking, why? Not just blindly saying, what should I do? Tell me what to do, but why do we do it that way? And how could it be done better? Which is leading me into the next question. Uh, The passive mind might ask, how is it done? How is it done how has it been done in the past the active mind asks how could it be done better again the ray allen versus steph curry right so (laughs) why is this important why why are we even talking about this in the first place and um (laughs) This is where it gets really really uh critical for you okay what we're going to do first however is take a break and this is something we don't normally do in these talks but we're going to take a break uh, for a few different reasons the first one being we're going to go many layers deeper into this material and i want to make sure that you're um, that you can stay present with it that you can actually take an active stance with your mind with this material rather than just passively taking it in Um, this is something we do during our deep game uh, program itself every 10 to 15 minutes or so we take breaks and so what I'll invite you to do now is just pause the recording pause the talk pause the podcast whatever form it's taking and uh, shake out your body so open up your body shake yourself out stand up stretch a little bit Get a drink of water if you need to, no more than about two minutes or so. And, uh, you know, you don't have to, um, well, I will say don't take a long break. Like this is a a real quick, just reset yourself, Um, get your body moving a little bit and then come right back to this talk and we will go a step deeper and get into why is this important and then how do you practice it, okay, which is really where the rubber meets the road. So pause it now and I will see you on the other side. All right, welcome back. So, why is active mind important versus passive mind? The first and most obvious one, okay, is that you do not find yourself misled by other passive thinkers. And I have a a really bit of a disastrous story for you, okay? And you may uh, actively think about how this is playing itself out in your own life being misled by other passive thinkers of which there are many in the world many teachers out there who are uh you know on youtube and creating courses and books and so on and so forth they're nothing more than passive thinkers who are essentially copying other people's ideas down and then um you're you're getting these watered down versions of uh Ideas that again have been passed down and passed down and passed down people who aren't actively thinking for themselves about these ideas Are teaching them and so here's one example of how that happened uh, In my basketball career, so I had a teammate who was one of the best shooters I have ever seen in my life in the 10th grade So in a sophomore season he was I think honestly one of the best shooters in the country actually it was it was really phenomenal what he did and um that summer shortly after the season ended and he was in the off season our coach at the time who had never really had like really really good shooters on his team like that player was our coach watched uh i think it was like a dvd series or he went to a coaching clinic or something like that i can't remember exactly how it happened but he got it in his head from this other um expert that you had to shoot the ball with a really really high arc To give it a better chance of going in i don't know where he got this idea but he said like really really high arc he wanted him to like toss it up there now this teammate of mine wasn't actively thinking he was passively taking in the information from our coach and, and assuming that because our coach was a coach that he had authority that the coach knew what he was talking about and so he started flinging that ball up there and he started missing a ton of shots and he said like oh i'm i'm, I'm missing should i keep doing this and the coach says yeah, yeah yeah you'll you'll learn how to do it it'll it'll get better and it'll get worse before it gets better and then um your shooting will be better in the end so just keep on practicing it this player practices this way the entire summer every day shows up does his shooting drills with this super high arc comes back the next season this seems like a little dumb actually as i'm saying it you probably it strikes uh it probably strikes you as being a little bit foolish that he did this but again this is what can happen uh on many different levels so he comes back the following season having pract- having practiced the entire summer shooting with really high arc he- his shot is terrible his shot is terrible now he's shooting from mid-range uh he is rarely hitting threes he essentially that season he was um he was still kind of like a, a shell of the shooter that he was before but he basically became an inside player and um he was playing mostly in the high post hitting mid-range shots finishing inside rebounding things of that nature but it completely changed his game and robbed him of the thing that made him so great the previous season so he actually regressed as a result of this and uh, i'm sorry to say he never fixed it like he he continued shooting that way the rest of his career excuse me and uh, it was all because he didn't take that active mind stance with our coach who told him the wrong information. So being misled by another passive thinker. And again, that our coach just passively took in the information from the coaching clinic or the DVD that he watched and said, oh, well, this person's you know teaching, so he must know what he's talking about. I'm just going to blindly follow what he says. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. no actively actively filter out and think through everything whether it's even these deep game talks take that active stance if something's not making sense to you question it question it okay this is the first level of like why do we do this it's simply so that you're not misled by passive thinkers (sighs) um second reason second reason active mind active mind is very literally the source of creativity. It's the source of creativity. True creativity only happens from an active mind. A passive mind can create a copy of somebody else's creativity. It can follow what somebody else has done, but then it's not creativity. It's a a dead model of something that was once alive, okay? So living, active, intelligent creativity can only happen through an active mind. We see this once again in Steph Curry. He's doing things that have never been done before because he had the active creative intelligence within himself to see that that could be done and to be able to venture out without the help of, well, I'm sure coaches helped him along the way, but like there was nobody who would have said to him when he was growing up playing like, oh, Steph, you're, you're a player who should be shooting from 38 feet. Like no, he did that before any coach told him to, I promise you. And so creative intelligence only happens through an active mind, okay? It is the essence of creativity. Um, Kyrie Irving, one of the most creative players in basketball history, You can be sure that again he's doing things that have never been done before it's the product of an active creative intelligence not a passive carbon copying of something that somebody else has done again doing things that have never been done before uh, is like the um, clearest expression of creativity that we have and it can only happen through an active mind. So a passive mind that's just taking in information from somebody else and copying it and trying to do it as it's being uh, taught exactly, that's not creativity. That is once again, a dead version of of something that was once alive. Uh, One TV show that I like to watch, um, my cousin was actually on it, so it got me into it, is The Voice. And The Voice is a singing competition with four coaches right now, it's John Legend, Kelly Clarkson, Nick Jonas, and Blake Shelton, superstars, right, in the music industry, who are judging and coaching up-and-coming singers. And what you see throughout the entire history of the TV show, The Voice, is that as talented and as incredible vocally as the singers on this show are and make no mistake there there are some incredible singers there are singers that are better than the coaches (laughs) and uh, there are so many incredible like technically proficient singers on this show and yet the voice has never launched a single superstar into the music industry and so these contestants on the voice are good they're good they're able to Uh, be technically proficient they've learned from their singing teachers well but none of them have actually taken the step to being great because it requires an active creativity an active mind that's willing to make the um make the leap from being a singer a technically proficient singer who's learned well to a star, and a star is something unique that has not been done before, right? A, a true superstar, uh, when they come onto the scene, they come onto the scene because they're new, they're unique, they catch people's eye. They're like, oh, wait, that—that's new. That's something like there, there's that spark of magic to it, and that can only happen from an active mind. Okay. So uh, that is the second reason because creativity literally uh, springs from an active mind. The third reason, the third reason, the one that you're probably most interested in is that an active mind exponentially increases the results from every single thing that you do. You will literally learn faster, you will learn more efficiently, you will grow and develop skill faster and more efficiently and every single rep that you do in your training will be exponentially more productive than if you had simply done it with a passive mind this is the reason that so many players train and train and train and train and put so many hours in on their on their game on their craft and never seem to get results (laughs) never seem to get results As, as long as they're on the training floor on the court and they're following a program exactly as it's laid out they're following the moves they're doing step by step exactly what uh you know the coach or the trainer told them to do they're fine and they look really good and they are playing well you know by themselves in practice they can follow all the instructions but as soon as they get into a real game and active intelligence needs to be at work because again you're making decisions on the fly your coach isn't in your ear telling you Um, at lightning speed exactly what decision to make go here make this move uh, see this on the floor no you're actively actively in your own mind making those decisions and making uh, tweaks and adjustments to what you're doing on the fly in the heat of the moment that is the essence of an active mind a passive mind can go on the floor and just uh, carbon copy like execute exactly what the trainer told them to do It takes an active, living, creative intelligence to be able to do that in a game, okay? Uh, An amazing example of this, the best example actually in my opinion is in martial arts, in martial arts. And one of my teachers likes to, he was a martial artist when he was younger. Um, He's now a meditation teacher. One of my teachers likes to say, I'm gonna try to get this right. I don't have the quote written down, but it is uh, fighting is essentially high-speed decision-making with Um, immediate consequences (laughs) or yeah high stakes decision making with immediate consequences meaning like you literally are making decisions on the fly with immediate and intense consequences like you can get seriously seriously hurt or killed if you don't make the right mistake that is the essence of an active mind at work the passive mind that's just going through here's how you do a job here's how you do this step by step by step that's not actively like the the mind that's not active is going to get knocked out cold right in martial arts that is like the um clearest example and one of the first things that they teach a good martial arts teacher will teach is that every single movement of your body within a fight within practice originates in the mind it is an impulse from the mind and so putting your mind deeply sinking your mind deeply into every single movement that you're making and being able to once again sink your mind into the movement so that your mind can adjust the movement and learn the movement deeply groove it deeply into your nervous system that is the way that you learn martial arts you don't learn it by seeing a teacher up on the practice floor like going through the motions and then just copying it no sink your mind actively deeply into the movement that's how it is learned it takes an active creative intelligence once again so uh, <laughs> bottom line Real success in anything that you're you're doing, whether it's basketball, whether it's martial arts, whether it's learning, whether it's uh, schoolwork, whether it is um, venturing out into the world, building businesses, uh, being a thought leader in the world. Real success where you're not just a copy of a copy of a copy, but really breaking new ground that requires active mind. It is a absolute requirement. You cannot do it with a passive mind, okay? So uh, I'm going to make a distinction here uh, before we get into how to actually do this. I'm going to make a distinction that um, an active mind does not mean, and this is a misunderstanding that could come up, it does not mean being different for the sake of being different. It doesn't mean um, I'm not going to rely on the thinking of others, so I'm going to take what they're doing and just do it differently. Since Ray Allen's shooting 20 uh, you know, footers, I'm going to shoot from 30 feet. No. No. That is still a reliance on the thinking of others, right? It's just uh, the opposite reaction to that reliance. You're still, um, it's a leash at both ends. You're still tying yourself to the thoughts of others because you are actively opposing those thoughts. An active mind requires you to like untie that leash, take it off your neck and completely step out onto your on like on your own it's an adult path it is completely and totally thinking for yourself and seeing like what is the right way to do this in this situation for me for me nobody else can tell you that and on a moment-to-moment basis this is a skill that has to be developed for yourself so no do not rely on the thinking of others just to actively oppose them and try to be something different no that is still um a reaction to somebody else that's still passive mind uh where are we this also doesn't mean and, and this is really critical here this also doesn't mean not learning from anybody <laughs> okay just refusing to learn from anybody whatsoever and saying i'm going to figure all of it out on my own wrong approach <laughs> wrong approach okay still to this day like i i have <laughs> I, I'm at obviously a more advanced stage of my own path than I was years ago, of course, like i uh, continuing to progress and I have deeper relationships with my teachers now than I did back then. The teacher-student relationships in my own life have only deepened but in that process being a good student means taking an active mind. It's like those three uh, players who are. At the back of the room looking straight at me absorbing the material they were still taking notes when they felt inspired to take notes when it felt relevant to them they weren't passively copying down the notes that i'd already made okay it's a very big difference so it doesn't mean just not learning from anybody at all learn from good teachers who are active thinkers there are many passive thinking teachers out there so um, avoid those that's probably the subject of another talk but Being a good student and actually learning the material so that it becomes experiential knowledge, you can actually functionally use it in action, means having an active mind. It means filtering out the things that are not useful to you, allowing in the things that are useful, and simultaneously, seeing how are those things useful for me in this moment and how might they be useful in various circumstances it's an active once again i keep using this word over and over uh it's an active creative living intelligence rather than a dead passive way of just pouring information into your mind hoping it sticks putting it into a a notepad and then just forgetting all about it right so (laughs) Once again, doesn't mean just being different for the sake of being different, doesn't mean not learning from anybody at all. No, it means stepping out on your own and thinking for yourself. You will notice that even the decision to learn from a teacher, that is a choice that an active mind makes. You are actively deciding to learn from one teacher rather than another. Listening to this talk, getting as far as we are into this material right now, that in and of itself, is the choice of an active mind you are with me right now present with the things that i'm saying and hopefully actively engaging with the material rather than just passively taking this on as another concept to memorize so the the question that um, we've got to get to now is how how do you do this and what is the like functional practical way to practice this and develop this ability in your own life so that it can take on a a life of its own inside of yourself and uh first we are going to take another break okay so i really want you to be as present as you can be for this next part pause you know stand up shake your body out get a sip of water if you need it come back afterwards and we will get into exactly how to do this okay welcome back so the question now is how how do we develop an active mind and go on developing this for the rest of our lives because make no mistake this is something that will be with you in every single moment that you live so for as long as you are here in a human body on planet earth you will be developing an active living creative intelligence of your own and the how of this is actually very simple it's very simple it's three words ask yourself first ask yourself first now growing up we are taught and conditioned to look up to teachers to parents to role models and ask them what should we do what should we do with our lives what should we build in the world what should we become and what i'm basically suggesting to you is a reversal of that principle it is Before you ask anybody else, ask yourself first. Ask yourself, what do I want to become? What do I want to build in my life? What do I want my life to look like? Not to look at somebody else's Instagram account and what their life looks like and, oh, that would be so nice, maybe I can build that for myself. No, what do you want your life to look like? It becomes very adult very quickly because you're no longer the child looking up to adult mentors and uh, guides you are the adult that is striking out on your own with your own vision. And the analogy that I'll give to you is that um, teachers like me and others can give you tools. Like I can, I can hand you the hammer and the nails and uh, even to some degree like teach you how to hammer. But the vision of what you're building must be your own you must know what you are building and that can only come from you so ask yourself first get in this habit whenever you are contemplating something when you're whenever you're struggling with a choice to make whenever you are thinking through a problem that you want to solve the the critical habit that I want you to take on. And make no mistake, it, it, it's, a, it's a task. Like this takes more effort, okay? The reason that most more people don't have an active mind is laziness. They don't want to expend the mental energy. So this is gonna take more energy. It, it's, it's much easier just to passively take in somebody else's information and just rote memorize it and just copy down exactly what they say and do what they say. That takes no thinking at all. Anybody can do that. And active living intelligence requires energy. And so the habit that I'm, uh, that I'm suggesting to you, inviting you to take on for yourself, is to instead of asking somebody else, ask yourself first. You can get clarity on the solutions that you come up with, you can refine them with the help of others, you can uh, build upon them, you can um, you know, shape and mold them using the advice of others and the input of others, but that first spark of intelligence, that first spark of thought must come from you must come from you okay and uh i'll give you an example from my own life as i was building the deep game program the one thing that i never did never (laughs) never 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 was use the work of other people okay so when i first set out to build deep game i sat down with my laptop with a notebook and i started building deep game from my own mind okay from my own mind i didn't have a collection of books run through all of those grab the concepts that i like reformat them and retemplate them into something uh, that was reconfigured so that i could call it my own and then you know deliver that as the product no it completely I, i literally mean completely came from my own mind the structure of the program the material of the program the sequencing of the program that was an organic process of active mind that happened within me It wasn't, once again, reading a bunch of books, taking the concepts, reorganizing them, and then delivering a product based on other people's ideas. That's not what it is. What I did do is when i needed a quote to back up a certain uh example that i was giving if i was making a scientific statement i needed to validate those facts so i'd go onto google and make sure that they were true and if there was another fact that might back up the point i was making a little bit better i would use that so in that way i was referencing other material but only when necessary and only when it was deemed necessary by my own mind the initial momentum of the thought the vision and the um the essence of the program itself came from my own mind. This is why, like, the most common um, reaction from players who come into deep game is, I was not expecting that. Almost every player who comes into the program says like, whoa, that is not at all what I was expecting it to be. That, I've never seen anything like this before. And the whole reason is because there isn't anything like it, because it came from my mind, okay? What I'm inviting you to do is to build your life on those same premises. To build your life on those same premises so that it becomes this expression of your unique individuality as a human being. This is an adult path. It takes more effort than just passively becoming what somebody else thinks you should become and rote memorizing the script for your life and and copying something else. This is a this is the hero's journey. This is the the cr- courageous path, right? This is like the gladiator sport of life versus being up in the stands watching it happen. This is being on the ground floor, floor with your boots on the ground walking this path of life w- using the force of your will and the vision that comes from your own mind, nobody else's. <sighs> This is a skill that you will develop for the rest of your life and it is the arguably could be said the most important skill that you will develop for the rest of your life and one of the most fulfilling skills as well that you will develop for the rest of your life and so I encourage you so so deeply to take this on take on this habit of asking yourself first and the way that you might do this uh, practice that you might take on a a way that um, can help you to ask yourself first. Um, with more clarity is simply journal-based contemplation. So get yourself a, uh, I like Moleskine notebooks personally, you can, any old notebook will do. And when you're contemplating something that you need to ask yourself first on, sit down with the notebook and write the question that you're contemplating at the top of the sheet of paper and then answer it, answer it from your own mind. This is essentially how I built Deep Game. And uh, answer that question from your own mind once you have that answer maybe you don't get it right away and and again this is a skill so you know the first few times you might get a dud and you might not get an answer and then you sit down you get a little bit more clarity and a little bit more clarity what you will find when I first started doing this when I first started doing this I uh, I remember there was a period of time for about six months my first moleskin notebook where I was doing contemplations almost every day that Moleskin notebook was about six I, I I'm stumbling on my words right now because I've been talking for so long in this video. <laughs> when I first started this Moleskin notebook, my answers to the questions were pretty vanilla. They were pretty predictable. They were, they seemed deep at the time. And yet, six months later, when I finished that notebook, I went through every single page of the notebook and I revisited the answers to those questions. And In just six months of doing this practice of daily journal contemplation I had literally watched my mind and thinking process and active mind mature and strengthen and clarify and grow sharper. I I saw it happen page by page by page and so just like you refine your form and your shooting stroke this will do the same thing. This will do the same thing. It will sharpen and refine your thinking process and your active mind. Okay, so journal-based contemplation is a a really, really, really strong practice that will help you a lot. Um, I want to leave you with a bigger thought, a deeper thought, actually. And uh, that thought is about the real goal in this work, the real goal in this work. This is the goal of all of the deep game work and the goal of all active thinking, all active mind activities (laughs) that you take on, all uh, questions that you ask yourself first all of it is pointing in one direction there's one found fundamental goal and that goal is self-actualization what that means is the actualization of your potential within of the potential within yourself okay the the full-blown actualization it is like the full stepping into your real power if you've ever watched like this is coming to mind right now um this might hit home with uh <laughs> many of our players um who watch dragon ball z i used to love dragon ball z the actualization of goku's potential when he was fighting frieza was to go super saiyan self-actualization you could look at as your own super saiyan potential within you okay and there are like levels to the super saiyan uh, lineage as well and you can go super saiyan 2 and 3 and 4 and um like ultra instinct and all this stuff however (laughs) self-actualization is the is the path that we're on okay and the key word to that to awakening these hidden potentials within you the key word is self nobody else can do this for you The vision of what you are becoming is your own. It is of yourself. If you try to actualize somebody else's vision, you are not actualizing yourself. You're actualizing something else. And in the process, you're not actualizing anything at all. It's not self-actualization. What we're doing here in this work, I have no desire whatsoever to turn you into anything in particular. I have no desire to change you. My only goal as a teacher is to help you become more of what you actually are. More of what you actually are. And I can't tell you what that is that comes from you, that comes from you. And so in the, in the service of self-actualizing, the <laughs> fundamental skill of the active mind is to start asking yourself first, what is my vision? What am I building? Who am I becoming? And if you can constantly and consistently ask yourself first you will find yourself becoming something that has never been before. You will bring to life things that um, like Deep Game was for me. You will bring things into the world that never existed before that you created out of thin air using nothing but your mind. Your life will become an expression of who you truly are as a unique individual you will be making the leap uh, as that uh analogy i gave before from like a singer on the voice to a superstar <laughs> okay this is how it's done it's with an active mind it's with an active mind so i'm going to wrap up here with a passage from a book <laughs> i know this is a long one and you, you did so so well okay so we're gonna drive this home with One of my favorite books of all time, and uh, I hesitate to recommend this to players, to be honest with you. Um, The book is Atlas Shrugged by Ayn Rand. One of my favorite books of all time. However, (laughs) I can't recommend this to everybody because she has some political, uh, sociological, even psychological ideals and um, concepts and, and opinions in that book that are in my opinion, flat out wrong. (laughs) They are misled and they're limited, okay? So if you want to read that book, then just understand that not everything she says is true. However, when it comes to active mind versus passive mind, that is the entire premise of the book. And that part of the book, she got so right. <laughs> she got so beautifully right. And it's a beautiful story as well. So if you just want like an amazing book to read, it's that is a good one, okay? And the whole thing is about active versus passive mind. Just don't take her political sociological ideas uh too too seriously like really think for yourself about that that is a book that you have to read with an active mind otherwise don't read it at all like passive minds will not survive (laughs) okay so anyhow in that book i'm going to read you a little passage from that book uh one of my favorites that i've always remembered and i've read this book uh, five times now actually so uh as a little bit of backstory there are two at this stage in the book there are two children Um, one of them is Dagny and one of them is Francisco both of them are born into aristocratic families who are captains of industry families that have been for many generations building like huge um basically like industrial titans right like one is the captain of a railroad uh that has been like centuries old another one is a I think a um Uh, copper miner actually so I won't go too deep into the book but anyway these are two really active creative intelligent children who are learning about the world and so the passage goes like this once an elderly professor of literature Mr. Taggart's friend Mrs. Taggart's friend saw them Dagny and Francisco on top of a pile in a junkyard dismantling the carcass of an automobile he stopped shook his head and said to Francisco a young man of your position ought to spend his time in libraries absorbing the culture of the world. What do you think I'm doing? Asked Francisco. (laughs) So that says it all. And I hope you caught that Francisco, as in his like living, intelligent, active mind, wanted to get his hands dirty in the world he wanted to dismantle this automobile to see how it was built to see why it was built that way to think of new ways of building it building it using his own active mind he didn't want to passively go to the library like this old professor said he should and just like memorize a whole bunch of information from a whole bunch of books and like pour a bunch of other people's knowledge into his mind he wanted to actively figure it out for himself and that's what i'm inviting you to do today okay so i know this has been a long one i know it's been a deep one i know it's been a a subtle and nuanced one right this is like a this is something that requires an active mind to even begin to understand and it's one that you probably I, I would venture a guess to say that you will understand more deeply as time goes on this this talk is sort of like a a time release capsule i expect that um you'll encounter events in your life that will Help some of these principles make more and more sense and you'll begin to see more clearly how active mind plays itself out and how passive mind destroys certain people, destroys potentials within you. And uh, over time, you will begin to step out on your own and uh, start to use that beautiful, intelligent, creative, active mind of your own in its all of its unique glory <laughs> and begin to self-actualize um, what you truly are in this world. And that is my wish for you. So I hope this one helped you and I will see you in the next one. Hey it's Coach Taylor, I hope you enjoyed today's talk and if you did, the best thing to do right now while it's fresh in your mind is go to deepgame.com or click the link in the description and it'll take you to our free Deep Game Masterclass where you'll actually learn the entire deep game of basketball with all eight laws and all of the fundamentals that you need to know as a high level basketball player. We've had players call this the best hour of basketball learning of their lives and it's completely free. So go to deepgame.com right now or just click the link in the description and